for tuning in. It's great to be worshiping with you as well. We worship a great and wonderful and unstoppable God. Amen. morning for that song of Christ as one, so I can free. 
this morning. morning. Good morning. We're glad that you're all here. It's good to be with you. I want to share this. Just listen to that song. It just 
just made me think of this verse. This is Habakkuk in the Old Testament. And it says, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them, renew them in our day. Don't we stand in awe of the deeds of the Lord? His fame is beyond measure. It goes beyond anything that we can comprehend. God is faithful, church. Through and through, he's faithful. Can I get an amen in the house? Hey, well, listen, I want to share with you, we got a, we got some stuff that's happening here at Crossroads. We've got a couple fun things we're going to do this morning, too. Uh, one, we had our movie night. Who got to go to the movie night? Yeah, it was fun, man. We had a great time, and I want to and just encourage um, the team that put on the movie night. Can we thank God for the team that put that movie night on? We had... We had like real popcorn this time. It was great. <laughs> it was a fun time, and you know, it was fun to see new people, meeting new people. And so, we encourage you. August 18th is going to be our next one, and we're going to be showing uh, Super Mario Brothers. So that's a that's a fun one. And so, we look forward to seeing everybody out. That's in August. So August 18th. Our car cruise has been happening, and so I want to encourage you all. It's on Tuesdays from 5 to 8.30 up here at the church, so come on out. And that's a really, really wonderful community that's been developing. So that's going to be every Tuesday, uh, 5 to 8.30. And then our mega sports camp is July 10th through the 14th, and so be in prayer for that. Um, and also, too, just listen, if you still would like to be a part of that, I know that there are still a few opportunities to serve um, you know, with uh, different opportunities uh, in the Mega Sports Camp, our Vacation Bible School. So if you would like to do that, um, please stop by the Welcome Center um, and let them know and get their, and we'll get your information. Or you could use those Connect cards in front of you and just say, I want to help out with Mega Sports Camp, and then put it in the offering box, and then we'll follow up with you tomorrow. Um, so there's still a few opportunities that we'd love to fill. And so if you would like to be a part of that, please let us know. Um, I, you know, with all this being said, I also want to say hi to all of our guests. We're glad that you are here, and please stop by the Welcome Center before you leave um, so we can connect with you. We have a gift for you as well, so please stop by the Welcome Center. Uh, so we got a chance to, to send out our Ecuador team. They left this morning, and I know we got a couple pictures of them uh, out. Yeah, so there they are in front of the bus, and there's the whole team heading to Ecuador. There they are on the bus. We should probably check in and see where they're at. Ready? Hold on, you ready? <laughs> amigos! Hola, amigos! Hey, Crossroads, we, uh, we're having fun. <laughs> we, uh, we are on, uh, we made as far as Elko, if you know where that is. Not Elko, Ecuador, Elko, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Our bus broke down, and we are having church outside. It's kind of like the pandemic all over again. So we are so excited. And I just wanted to let you know, we had a plan to stay there and have you pray over us before we go. And, boy, am I glad we left earlier because uh, we have a flight at 4 o'clock to leave out of D.C. They're bringing us another vehicle. And uh, and I just wanted you to see what's happening here. We've got an awesome group. Look at all these wonderful people of your church that have. Yeah, say hi, everybody. Okay. And uh, we are all safe. Everything's good. But uh, we are just so thankful for what God is going to do this week. Uh, we're going to be working with 500 kids. It's going to be a long week. We're going to be very tired by the time we get there. So I ask for you to pray for us. Pray for protection. Pray for the next vehicle to get us to D.C. And uh, we just ask God's blessing more than anything. I know that God is with us. So God is always good all the time. Amen? So this uh, this group of people is having a ball. I can't thank God enough for our church family. So I'm going to ask you to pray with us. So would you just join us in prayer this morning? And let's pray together as we uh, as we ask the Lord to be upon this trip this week. All right, let's pray. Our Father and our God, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for the work that's going to happen in Ecuador this week. Lord, we know little bumps in the road, like vehicles breaking down, that's just part of life. But God, you are with us, and you are always good. God, I'm thankful for a group of people here that are growing in their faith, that are that want to know you more. And uh, even through this faith growth experience today, Lord, we're just going to see your hand do mighty, mighty things. God, we ask that you'll give us traveling mercies. Be with our church, Lord. 
as they continue to worship this morning, be with Pastor Jim as he shares the word. And uh, I just pray that uh, you'll put your hand of encouragement on all of our church family. And thank you, Lord, for such a wonderful family to send us to Ecuador. We give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, give them another Amigos. All right, Luke, it's all yours. Arriba Dolce. I don't, so you guys recognize that was live, right? Because some of you were like, is this actually happening? Yes, that was all live. That is all Ken, 100% of the time, uh, raw and real. We thank God for them. And so just be in prayer for them, and we'll keep you guys updated. And another way you can stay updated is check our website and social media. Every day we're going to be posting pictures, and we're going to be getting an update from the team that we're going to share out to the church. So make sure to check our website as well as social media every day, and we'll be having a, a posted update. Um, but church, as we continue on this morning, would you guys stand uh, this morning as we go before the Lord in prayer? And before I do that, I want to say thank you for being faithful, just being faithful in all areas of growth and we've, as we follow Jesus. And one of those areas is being faithful and giving. Thank you for being faithful unto the Lord. You can give online through the mail or using the offering boxes here at the church. But let's pray and just ask God to continue to move our hearts. Lord, we love you. We love you because you first loved us. And you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And three days later to rise again. Lord, we thank you for this Ecuador team that is on their way. Pray for their uh, safety, but also, Lord, we pray that, um, Lord, this, that your word would go forth. Lord, that these kids in Ecuador, these families in Ecuador would hear of the love of Jesus, maybe for the first time. And so, Lord, thank you that we can be a part of this as a church, but to send them. And I pray we would continue to be in prayer, lifting them up to you every day, just for all the things that they're going to be doing. We can't wait to hear back soon about what's going on in Ecuador and how your heart, Lord, is for the nations. It's for everywhere. And everybody, everybody in the world needs to hear about Jesus. Lord, thanks for this morning. We ask it all in Christ's name. Amen.
you man of day uh i i saw that video and i'm thinking kenny's in Charleroi, you know <laughs> it, oh my god we, we do need some mission work in Charleroi, so <laughs> and uh I, I'm a little worried. My three grandkids are in there, you know, and I know Cammie's thinking, hey, we're not too far from Pabby's house. <laughs> Let's hit it. Let's get out of here. So uh, I, I was looking in. Um, oh, by the way, I, the, the music, I tell you what, I grew up in the church, and I, I'm, I, don't, I know I don't, I'm not the music guy and all that stuff, but I'm very thankful for this, this, these guys. They're unbelievable. Yeah. I... I could go on and on about what I, you know, I, I never hear, I sh- I'm going to put a jinx on them. I never hear any problems. They just work it out. And I grew up in the church, and uh, that is not the norm. Uh, so I, I, I do. I thank God all the time, you know. And uh, so thank you, guys. Uh, thank you very, very much. I was reading this this week in 1 Corinthians 4.20, and it says, For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Oh, man. So I thought, today we're going to talk about, let's learn and be encouraged how to live by God's power. Let's, let's go to the Lord and ask God to help us. Dear God, we come to you today. Uh, we thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for how you've blessed us in many, many ways. People are coming to hear from your word, God. And I pray that we would learn today a little bit more how to live in your power. I ask these things in your name. Amen. I grew up in, uh, in a, uh, an environment uh, where the, the word is, that I'm going to use is legalism. And, uh, and I, I looked this up, and it says, When people attempt to secure righteousness in God's sight by good works, legalists believe that they can earn or merit God's approval by performing the requirements of the law and, let me, and some man-made laws, Okay. Now, I, I kid around and I tell people that I'm a recovering legalist, okay? And I, I never heard that. that, that. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the camp I grew up in, you know, the, the church kind of people that I, my parents. Uh, back in the 60s and 70s, uh, there was a movement. Many young pastors were coming out of colleges starting churches, and uh, they had strong personalities or focusing on salvation, and it was powerful. Pastor John is one of them. He'd come out of Springfield, Missouri, and just, it was amazing. And uh, I, I, uh, I, I was reading about, I was, in, I was in Beaver Falls working in the steel industry, and I read about uh, this church, and it was like uh, the fastest growing church in Pennsylvania. Well, me with my always wanting to win attitude, I was like, ooh, i got to check that out. And so uh, young men were drawn in like myself. To, to men who were leading churches who were winning people to God. 
See, I grew up in a church that I never saw anybody come to Christ. They all talked about it. Uh, it was, and so I was so excited. So I would follow these guys all over America that were preaching about coming to Christ. And, and I wanted to learn how to do that myself. Now, what happens back in the 60s, you know, with all the crazy changes going on in our country with, you know, the rock music and uh, the, the rebellion against government, uh, the church was trying to protect their kids, you know. So they were trying to keep you from doing <laughs> things. And so, you're, you know, because they would teach to be separate from the world. And we, we still believe that. But they, they were doing it. They were putting their hands on it, and just they were good people trying to do the right thing. So I grew up, and some of you know what this is like. You know, see, in, in our house, uh, there was, my dad and mom came to Christ, and, and uh, there was no vote, of course. We went to church on Sunday morning, Sunday evening. There was youth night, and there was prayer meeting night on Wednesdays, you know. There was no work on Sundays. Just some things you might remember. Uh, there was dress guidelines. There was grooming guidelines. Uh, you know, the whole hair deal. Oh, my. And then jewelry restrictions. Oh, man, I got a granddaughter. She she got something going through her ear. I, <clears throat> and I paid for it, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, music. Oh, this, you would, if, this, if you had this in our church, that meant you were going to hell, okay? <laughs> And then, and then dancing. I remember I heard my mother on the phone, and some girl must have called, is Jim going to the dance? And, you know, if you knew my mother, she, she started laughing and go, oh, dancing? That boy can't even walk, you know. <laughs> so I wouldn't even get into the, the girl guy thing. I remember I had a comic book, and my dad, he grabbed that thing, smacked me. <laughs> that was that's bad, you know. Of course, we didn't go into pool halls, and I, I could see why. Swimming, TV was bad. Movies were bad. Listen. I dated Debbie. I, we knew each other since fourth grade, but I, I kind of, I guess we went on a date. I got started in 10th grade, right? So I don't know, 11th, 12th grade, I don't know. John Wayne was in a movie, yeah. The Green Beret. Now, how could that be bad? John Wayne, you know. So <laughs> me and Debbie went to the Manus Theater in Manassa. We went to see John Wayne. But I walked out like, you know, uh-oh, you know, <laughs> God, don't kill me. And so, and so, it. These people were great people. They're just trying to protect their kids. There was a lot of crazy stuff going on, you know. And we grew up in a pretty uh, great neighborhood, but our dads were tough. Uh, Our dads worked in the mines, steel mills, uh, all blue collar. My buddy, my my uh, good buddy, I was talking to him yesterday, and he 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 didn't tell me. I didn't know this, but his dad, they grew up right where Cindy and Dan Loudon live. Right at the top of Roger Manor, that's called, we call it Fifth Street Extension, but that's called Fremont Road now, I think. Well, their, their dad bought them two bikes, the, the two brothers, the older brothers. And the dad said, oh, they were, it's right near the highway there. It's kind of dangerous there. So you know, naturally, his dad's in the back, and he hears this. So the dad comes out and says, if I hear that again, there will be no more bikes. So about two hours later. And they said he didn't. They, <laughs> he said that he didn't say nothing. He gives up sledgehammer. They said my bro, my buddy said he worked himself into a lather. You don't hear that anywhere. He's a wham wham. I, I laugh every time I think of it. He beat that. He beat him to nothing. <laughs> and these guys now they're like in their seventies and they laugh about it. But this is a kind of. And my whole point of this is is that. Grace was kind of, what is that, you know? Grace was not a word we knew. Okay, now, as we grew in our faith in God, God opened our eyes concerning grace. And I think Donnie put up on the board. We grew up with this acronym, God's Riches at Christ's Expense. That's pretty cool. Uh, I used to hear that my whole life. So I look up the word grace, and I, I really like this definition. Spontaneous, unmerited gifts of divine favor in the salvation of sinners and the divine influence operating in individuals for their regeneration and sanctification. Now, that's kind of heavy, but all that means is to grow, to help you grow. Now, John seventeen seventeen. here's Jesus. He's talking. He's talking to the Father. He says, make them holy by your truth. 
Teach them your word, which is truth. Here, this is Jesus praying to the Father, the creator of the universe. He says, make them holy by your truth. Now, this is us. This fires me up, man. Make them holy by your truth. And I, I, I believe with all my heart, I wish we had more time to, to delineate, that all truth has to come from the creator of truth. And the creator of the world and the truth is God. So he put it into form of his word we call the Bible. That, that's pretty, that gets real deep. But if it's truth, then, then we need to know truth, right? So Psalms 23, 1 through 4, we all know this, but let's just look at some truth. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Okay, he's my shepherd. I have all that I need. I will rest in green meadows or green pastures. He leads me, me beside peaceful streams. You know, I like fishing, and I like on the York River hunting, uh, hunting, fishing small bass, smallmouth. Every time I get on that canoe, I'm like, there's got to be Native Americans around here. There's got to be. It is the most beautiful, sweet, and I'm not that kind of guy. I'm always revved up, but I get in there, and it's like, this is unbelievable. And it's just amazing. God says, I'll lead you beside peaceful streams. I wish he'd lead me to some smallmouth bass. Okay. And he, he renews my strength. He guides me along the right path. And then, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close behind me. So he, and then he says, your rod protects and comforts me. Now, then if, you look at, if you ever get a book to read about true shepherding, uh, that means there's some discipline involved here. But my whole point is, and I'm always, I forgot to say this, I'm always speaking, I want to speak to men. Ladies can just relax. But I don't think men believe this. I don't. So we've got to work on this, guys. This is what God's Word says. You can't tell your kids we've got to follow Jesus and you're a holy terror in the house. They're like, I was with a guy this week, beautiful guy. Six, he's almost 60. He's very successful. Very good athlete. Very, he's all messed up because he was telling me, I don't even know if my dad loves me. <laughs> oh man, there's something wrong. So you know, I I I, I want to encourage you guys, men. You know, we have got to model truth. And it's not your job. It's not, and you got to be good at all that stuff. You got to come off your high ladder, get on the bottom of the ladder, and go play with your kids. You know. Now, here's some examples. Noah, and, I, and I, at the same time, they helped me with the screen here. Noah, and, I, and the verse says Genesis six nine, but he walked with God. Abraham, Genesis seventeen seven, he had a covenant with God. Moses. I am going with you. Isaiah 41.10, I am with you. Jeremiah, I am with you. The apostles, I will be with you. By the way, for the apologetic type guys in the church, in the Exodus, talking about Moses, God says this, for your presence, or yeah, Moses says, for your presence among us sets you, your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. That hit me this week like, oh, it's not the rules that set you apart. It's your walking in the presence of God. He will set you apart. Oh, that, that, that's heavy, man. You know, as you guys know, I, I, I kind of I fool you, and, and I let you, and, and you, I give the indication that I like sports. Now, I'm not, that indicates that he was probably pretty good, though that's not true. So let me get that straight. But... I enjoy all kind of sports, but somehow when I come out of college, I, I, I roomed with a really good athlete, and I, got, I started to learn a little bit about basketball. Basketball is a great, great sport. 
You have to, five guys have to play together and you have to communicate. It's, it, I think it's really an awesome sport. Now, I like baseball, football, everything, ping pong, you name it, we did it. Uh, but I remember back years ago, we have this gym here at the church. And uh, I, I would tell when the kids were like 9th, 10th, my kids, I have a, a boy, Josh, then Scotty Boer, Josh Calloway, Johnny Kirschmore, Vernon Wells Baker. And then there are other kids, uh, Wade's here, Mickey Matthew, uh, Phil, Phil Allen, Ronnie Drisher, all those kids. I would say, and we play kids come from all over the place. They'd come up into our gym. And, man, that would get me fired up. I'd say, here's what we're going to do. I, I, I always believed, and I still do, that the key to basketball is rebounding and defense. And so we'll let these guys come and shoot their brains off. We'll look good and shoot. I said, you play defense. Do not let them beat you to the hoop. And then don't worry about rebounds. That's on me. And you just, and, and I got your back. If somebody's hounding you, you bring them into me. We'll set a pick. They'll never, they'll, they'll remember Library Baptist forever. And so, and, and I'll tell you what, I, 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 I dream about, that was so much fun. Those kids would run and play defense because they knew somebody had their back. I, I, that was so much fun. They trusted me. Now, salvation. Kenny talks about salvation all the time, which he should. So uh, let me just review that quickly. You remember in Genesis, uh, Adam and Eve were by that, uh, to make it quick, they, they were near the tree. They weren't allowed to eat of the tree. So Satan conned them into eating the apple from the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So then sin entered the world. Now, this, this is, gets emotional. I think it will for you, too. So here comes Jesus. In 1 Corinthians, that, that, Paul talks about the first Adam, Adam and Eve. Well, then Paul talks about the second Adam, Jesus Christ. This is so cool when you get into the depths of the God's Word. He climbs up into the tree. And get slaughtered for you and me. Now, here's what God says. You can live. I'd like to ask people, if you were to die tonight and stand before God, and God would say, why, do I, why should I let you into my heaven? I, I ask guys that all the time. It's the best question. I learned that from another pastor in down Florida. And almost every guy says, I, I try to live a good life. I'm trying to be a good man. I'm, I just try. Well, that's the wrong answer. There's only one answer. You put your faith in the man who went on the tree and was slaughtered for you. That's the answer. Okay, now Kenny talks about that all the time. Now, you can do that right now. You know, please, I beg you investigate the truths of God's Word. Please, I, I beg you. I, I do. I beg If I get on my knees, I should. I beg you for your family's sake. Because if, if it isn't true, I mean, if it is true, ooh. Okay, now, now here's, I, I tell Ken, this is probably not true, but the most important part about Christ is salvation. But the, the other part is that not only did he get slaughtered on that tree for you and me, he says, here's what I'll do. I'll, leave, I'll take my Holy Spirit and I'll put it in your heart. You think about that. Now, I think men struggle with this. I don't know if men believe this. They talk about it. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, do you, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? who lives in you and was given to you by God. Truth of God's Word. Galatians 2.20, Paul says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. John 14.16 says, And I will ask my Father, and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will never leave, never leave you. You know, I talk to men, and, I, and they'll say, oh, I cussed up a storm, oh, Jim, oh, God, you know, I, I don't even think I'm saved. Oh, wait a minute. Who will never leave you? 
See, that's why you get to believe truth. I don't care how you feel. This is what the Bible says. Then it says, because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, this is so cool. Now, John fourteen twelve says, says this, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. That's kind of weird. What does that mean? Well, after Jesus went, left us, Peter preached, 3,000 people got saved. 3,000 people. He, he said the apostles go into all the world. They went into all the world, man. People are coming to Christ. Millions. They still are. How about our Ecuador trip? I looked it up. I Googled it. It's <laughs> Pittsburgh to Ecuador. <laughs> Pittsburgh to Charleroi. <laughs> Pittsburgh to Ecuador is 2,807 miles. Now listen. Jesus never went more than 80 miles. Do you, you hear what he said? You'll do greater works. Because he put himself in all our bodies. So we, I mean, this fires me up. You know, you know I'm a guy, this, this isn't in the message, but listen, I like power. So do you. And I thought it was in sports and, and boy, there's nothing. And I like to go at it with guys about this. You, you know, you give me your trophies, we'll give you the power of God in a little boy's life. <clears throat> who gives his life to Christ, who can raise his family in the name of God. That's power. I had a, I had a guy, I won't say too much about him because you'll figure out, I don't want to give him away. But he, there's guys, we hired a guy, uh, he wasn't an engineer, but we trained him. So they, they worked with us. They didn't get paid as much, but they, they were they're just like anybody else. They're sharp, you know, but you know how the system works. And... Uh, I did a lot with him. I witnessed him a lot. Well, he moved way up. He was a good communicator. He moved up. He became the head of a department at where I worked. Well, then he got in trouble, and they had to, I think it was embezzlement. Well, they had to fire him. About 10 years later, I'm working in Ambridge. We put in a new uh, rolling mill, and down there, we're trying to get it going. And uh, I get a call from Houston, Texas. The guy says, hey, Jim. I'm like, whoa. He said, this is so-and-so. He was from Newcastle. He said, I had given my life to Christ, and I, I want you to be the first to know. And it was like, ooh. Now, now, then I thought it was, you know, my witnessing. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. It's the power of God. And I could give you many, 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 many stories, but God's doing the same with you. And I want to, I want to encourage you today, men. I want to encourage you, you know, we're, we, we know we're supposed to pray, but I want you to, to, to pray this. Pray to God to help you believe his word. It, you know, this changes your life. Uh, help me to practice your presence. Help me to live in the awareness of the Holy Spirit. Now, th- this isn't hard. You know, guys think, well, if I can, you know, if you live a legalistic view, it's like, I've got to read the Bible more. I've got to do this more. Well, that's all good, but you're missing the point. The point is that you want to believe in the fact that the Holy Spirit lives within you, and he's changing you. He really is. Now, you, can, you just have to believe it. I don't care what you feel. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the truth. I wake up in the morning, it's like nasty. I get beat up. Satan starts, well, you're not a very good husband. My wife agrees. And then, uh, and your kids, you should have done a better job. And then the church, you should have done better last week. You, you wait till I get hit after this tomorrow morning about the message. And then, and it's so good to say, wait a minute. No. You can say what you want, but I'm going to believe God's word. God's word says, I am with you. And I prayed about what I did, and I'm going to trust God that it'll work out. Because I'm the guy that would, I would do something, then go, oh, I should have done, oh, I shouldn't have, ah. oh my, well, that's no faith in God. You pray, make a decision, and you say, oh, Lord, it wasn't too good, but I'm going to trust you. That's the way you live. You see? Now, 
In Matthew 14:22, I'm trying to save time on on the uh, verses, guys. Let's go to verse uh, uh, 26, if you can. This is Peter walking on water in Matthew 14. So, verse 26, uh, you guys are good. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, "It's a ghost!" But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if, it is your, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. He said, come. So Peter went on over the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Ye, you have so little faith. Listen, I, I love this. That's what decisions are in life. I, I do this all day. You got a tough decision? You're walking on water. Lord, <laughs> help me. Help me. <laughs> help me. And you know what I find out? When I walk on the water, it gets soft. Now, it might not be what I want. It might not be what I, what I immediately want, but it ends up, Romans 8.28, it all works out to the good to those that love God. This is a faith exercise. Your faith is in Jesus. No, not faith in faith. Oh, I want a new Cadillac. You know, no, 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 no. It, it's, it's faith taking a step with God. And, and uh, this is saving my life. It's like now we can tackle things because it, it, we're trusting in God. Little steps with Jesus. Don't make it hard. Now, the, it, it's lonely out there. It's weird out there. But what's the option? You know? Now, how do you develop your growth? Now, now we, I, we know at the church, we want you to attend, we want to attend services, to get in a small group, read God's Word, talk to the Holy Spirit all day. Now, you're not going to be perfect. But whatever it does to help you, bring Him in in your conversations. Uh, and practice His presence. Romans 8, 10 through 11 says, and Christ lives within you, and so even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. See, it's a matter of belief. Do you believe that? And when I read that, I go, whoa! When I'm getting depressed, or I'm not a guy who gets depressed too often, but when you get down, it's like, the Spirit's given me life. And the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. I read this verse all the time to myself. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never ends. Even if you screw up. Hey, here's what's good. When you, know, when you live by, I did good, so God will bless me. Now I did bad, so God won't bless me. See, it's all about you. Plus, you think you're pretty good, see, when you're on the other side. You see how whacked out that is? It, it, the, the real answer is, you know what? I'm just going to trust God, and, uh, I, and I need Him to guide me. The faith, limitations, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Oh, and here it comes. I love this. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Something, you know, I don't know about you guys. When I go to bed, it sounds so hard, and I'm worried. I wake up, and it's like, oh, yeah, we can do this. God's with me. He's, he's going he's gonna to guide me. He'll never leave me. Yeah, we can do this. We can do this. First John 2.27 says, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. So don't, you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. Oh, the Spirit teaches, thing, teaches thing, you everything you need to know. Oh, I love that. So not only did Jesus die to give us an opportunity to have eternal life, he lives within you, and he's teaching you. Now, I, this is so awesome. Um, and there's more and more you learn as you, as you walk in the presence of God. That doesn't mean you're some, you know, holy man. You're, you're normal. You mess up. But you go to God throughout the day and say, Lord, help me guide me, direct me, and he promises to give you the power to do that. It will, it changes your life. 
And so I like, I, th- I want to encourage you to one other thing, especially the guys that think they have this figured out. There's one more thing. Pray for God's will, not yours. I, I, pray for an eradication of self-centeredness. An eradication of self-centeredness. You know, I, I, my Debbie's amazing. You know, she's doing really good, and I appreciate your prayers. Uh, yesterday she came to a shower here, for a baby shower. Do you know guys go to baby showers now? So, I went to one because I love my niece. I love the coral. And I go there, and all the guys are in the corner, and we're all like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Anyway, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, after she did that, she went to see her grandkids because they're going to go to, uh, uh, they're going to, where are they going? Ecuador, yeah. They're going to Ecuador. And after that, she drove up to the church because I was going to speak. And she, I said, what are you doing here? She goes, well, I just thought you were hungry. I said, do you need anything to eat? And she's always been that way. She cares about others. There's no, no self. It's always about somebody else. You know? And, you know, guys like me have to pray for that. <laughs> and so, listen, you know, some of the guys who kind of figure this out, they get kind of cocky about it. But we need to pray that God will be honored and, and he gets the glory. And, boy, I tell you, then you could walk. It's so much less pressure. And so let me, let me encourage you as you close. Pray that God would help you to walk in his presence and practice the things of God. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. We love you, and we, we just can't thank you enough for what you did on the cross. And not only what you did on the cross, but you gave us your Holy Spirit. Help us to be encouraged today, God to practice your presence and live in an awareness of your Holy Spirit. And uh, we thank you that you give us these promises. In thy name I ask it. Amen. Would you please stand as we close today?
Amen. We want to thank you for joining us here at Crossroads Ministries this morning. Have a great and wonderful week. We love you.